When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, welcome to the program. SCN in the afternoon. Uh, wow. Uh, where do we start? I know exactly where to start. G'day afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you are listening, SCN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. You're listening via SCNQ 693. AM up in Brisbane, SEN 1170 AM up in Sydney. Download the SEN app anywhere, anytime you can listen to the program. We're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence. That's portable, tall and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Go to sbsfence.com.au. That is Alex and the team. So if you want to get in contact with the program today, we encourage you to do so. one 1170 The text line 457 736736. So lots going on today. We will have Brisbane Raw player Jay O'Shea a little bit later on in the program. MC and host Glenn Hawke. You're going to hear a lot more of Glenn throughout the summer on SEM. We're also going to speak to former Western Suburbs coach of the century and City Morning Herald journalist Roy Masters. And very shortly, we're going to speak to City Morning Herald senior sports reporter Michael Chamis. Of course, a very dramatic day yesterday in the history of the West Tigers following the handing down of a review that was commissioned by the board that has led to their sacking. It is all uh, remarkable even for Rugby League and uh, we will um, break with tradition on this program. Uh, Normal programming will be resumed a little bit later on but right now we're going straight to Michael Chamis. They say you should live in interesting times. Within the last 36 hours, the Western Suburbs uh, Tigers, the West Tigers, sorry, have had a board deposed, a chairman ousted, a CEO resigns, and through it all, we believe that hope is restored. A man that's been covering it very closely, indeed, over the last few years, is the senior sports reporter at the Sydney Morning Herald and Nine News, Michael Chamis. He's on the line. G'day, Michael. Hey, Jimmy. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm uh, very well. Um, I'd love to get your your thoughts on what has transpired over the last 36 hours. Review commissioned by the Holman Barnes Group. It led to their complete dismissal following the ending down of that review. Well, it didn't really get a chance to be handed down. It leaked all over the place. Um, initial thoughts on, on that sweeping change? Yeah, look, I'm not surprised. I think this has sort of been in the pipeline for a few weeks now. I think that it's it's quite dramatic, the fact that the whole board has been removed. The, that CEO, Justin Pascoe, you know, resigned, left the building without a without a trace yesterday, didn't tell anyone at the club, just was told by two of the directors that he would no longer be, well, th- that they were going to make changes and that they were going to looking to make 
a whole raft of changes, and I think Justin saw the writing on the wall and, and departed the club as a result. Now, I think the feeling is, and I've seen a lot of commentary around it from, from fans, Tigers fans, they are rejoicing today. They think it is a great day for the club, and regardless whether it is good or bad, it's, as you said, it's a significant moment in the in the future of that football club who has been underperforming for over a decade now. And we know how big the West Tigers are. We know how significant their supporter base is. And we know that they, they are a, a powerhouse club that has just been a, they're, they're a sleeping giant at the moment. So if, if they can get things right and they can use this as a fresh start to get behind Benji Marshall, they can finally try and realise their true potential. Whether you think that the right decision is made or not, I think is irrelevant right now. Nothing's going to change. And... This is now an opportunity for the people at the club to get behind Benji Marshall and, and turn this club into the, the football team and the club that it should be. And that is one of the biggest in the country, not only in rugby league, but in any of the sporting codes. Yeah. Let's reflect first on, on what transpired. 44 recommendations from what I understand. Why do you think this was accepted in full by the Holman Barnes group and then the implication that that had? We have to actually realise that so I know people don't know the machinations of the board, but in accepting these recommendations, they actually removed themselves from the board. Now, the Holman Barnes group yeah. had four members on the West Tigers board. They have all been removed. So they've essentially, they removed themselves. And, I, and having spoken to Lee and ran the interview today in the Sydney Morning Herald, that essentially they were put into a situation. If they didn't follow through on the recommendations, it would be a farce because you go to the, the length of trying to implement this review to get the best outcome for the club. And if that view is suggesting that you need to go and you don't follow through, that's going to look really bad on your club and really look bad on, on the people involved. And to the fact that they stepped aside, some people thought they wouldn't, but to that, the fact that they did, uh, a monumental moment for the club because it gives them the opportunity now to start fresh. They needed to get Balmain across the line. That was the other part of this. And they had a meeting on Monday night with Balmain uh, who, who agreed to these changes and they managed to keep one spot on the board. Danny Stapleton, the chairman of Balmain, remains there with the club uh, on the on this new look board with Barry O'Farrell as chair. So I, I, I think that once they went down the path of getting the review uh, to be undertaken by Tony Crawford and Gary Barnier, they had to follow through with what the recommendations would be. Uh, otherwise, mm. they would have been left with egg on their face and the fan base who were already rabid, they would have been even more angry. Uh, do you think it unfair that the opportunity to present to the West Tigers board did not occur? Oh, I think that the process, to be fair, was uh, messy, uh, to, to put yep. it in a nice way. I, I think that there are probably some people there who are at the courtesy of, of being informed, but there were also the, the, probably the reasons are that they weren't informed is because the people in that organisation don't trust each other. They don't trust that this is going to remain in-house, and it didn't remain in-house anyway, and the whole process around it, uh, there's mistrust, there's people you know, accusing each other of knifing one another in the back. It's ugly, and it's ended ugly. And you can, if you read the interview with, with Lee of the Sydney Morning Herald this morning, you, he's not a happy man. He feels betrayed mm. by the people that he worked alongside. Now, whether he should stay or go, I, look, the reality is the club hasn't had success. Now, I think they're on the cusp of turning it around. I think there's some, there's been some changes that have been made, and I think they're not far off. I think that roster last year, albeit finishing last, were a far better football team than the previous year. That doesn't matter. You finish last back-to-back, it doesn't matter. Time will tell whether or not they've actually implemented the changes that is going to get the, the results to, to turn around in the way they want it to turn around. But I, I, I think that at the end of the day, a fresh start 
is probably what is needed. Was the process the right way? Well, that's for other people to decide. Surely Lee, yeah, Lee's made it clear that he's quite frustrated with the process, but the opportunity now to start fresh, I think everyone will agree. I think CA Justin Pascoe, he's done some good things off the field there for that club now. He's not solely to blame for everything that has gone on. But as we said, the reality is there hasn't been the success and sometimes you just need to move on. And this is, this is where the Tigers power brokers and the people at the Holman Barnes group have got to a realisation that this club needs a fresh start. And I will say in the short term, I think it will be disruptive. I think in the short term for Benji Marshall, this isn't what he needs right now in a rookie season, trying to sign two big names in Adam Canoe Blake and Jerome Luai. You've created this network around him. And I think Lee has a point there where he's got Justin Pascoe. They've been working quite well over the last four months trying to get that. I know that Benji Marshall isn't happy with this outcome. And in the short term, it will be disruptive. There are players there who have good relationships with the people who have left. But I think also in the long term that the people in charge at the, at the Holman Barnes group realised that a fresh start was required. Having a good relationship and having a successful relationship can sometimes be two tep- uh, separate things. Let's just go back for one last time and hear. Uh, you mentioned how upset Lee Hadjapantalis was. Let's listen to Lee this morning on the breakfast program on his thoughts on what, what the West Tigers he felt did right during his tenure, including the hiring of Tim Sheens. The manner in which it was done by shareholders, these are people who sit as directors of the shareholders, but also sit as directors on the West Tigers board. So I chair a board with these people who sit there having a fiduciary duty to the organisation, yet behind the scenes, scurrying in the shadows, putting together plans for the demise of the board. How is that not a breach of their fiduciary duty? Why would they not come forward and say there is an obvious conflict with me continuing in this role? I need to step down. It boggles belief. It it is a world with which I am not familiar. Okay, so that was Lee's thoughts on the manner in which it was uh, executed, for want of a better term. But let's listen now, his thoughts on the hiring of Tim Sheens got no concerns or regrets about the uh, the Tim Sheen's appointment. I think at the time, I think it was taken on board as a as a transition piece, and that's what it was meant to be. Um, uh, Benji was uh, always floating around in the background, and it just was elevated much quicker than what we had expected. But having said that, and having witnessed him now in that role, uh, I, yeah, I have no regrets about uh, appointing Benji as the head coach. So when you hear that, Michael, because I, 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 that sounds to me like a rewriting of history. What's your thoughts? Oh, look, I think out of respect for Tim Sheens, that, that is the version of events that everyone at the club is going to go with. I, I, privately, though, there are people who are at the club who regret the decision to sign Tim Sheens. And mm. they realise that. And the rumblings, as you know, I'd written about it during the season. I said that Tim Sheens will not be coach in 2024, that Benji Marshall will be head coach. And, I, and, and it, it came out that way. And it's ended up looking... It's ended up pretty ugly because Tim's hasn't said a word since he left. He feels mm. disrespected by the club. The club doesn't want to disrespect him by tarnishing his legacy, say he wasn't up to standard, not only from a coaching point of view, but also he wasn't up to standard as the general manager of football. It was a desperate move to try and bring him in, to try and appease a fan base who were yeah, bitterly disappointed with the results of under Michael Maguire at the time and felt as though someone of Tim Sheen's stature could help. Now, as well-intentioned as they were, it wasn't the right call, and they soon realised. Now, 
I don't blame Lee for saying what he just said there. I don't think it's right for anyone of the West Tigers to come out publicly and bag Tim Sheens, given what he has given to that football club. But that that is not the truth. There are people at the West Tigers who felt that Tim Sheens needed to go. When the opportunity presented itself, they walked straight into it and took the opportunity. And there is a reason mm-hmm. Tim Sheens has signed the non-disclosure agreement. And it's the same reason he hasn't spoken and he won't because things didn't end well at the West Tigers. Yeah. So there's not only a reason that Tim Sheens needed to go, but there was also very clearly a decade of reasons why Tim Sheens needed not to come. And that is what the board showed there, that they were not up to standard in the appointment of Tim Sheens. So we move forward from this point. What, is, what does it mean for Scott Fulton's future, knowing that a big supporter in Lee Hadjabantelis and, and Justin Pascoe are no longer at the club, Michael? Yeah, um, look, I'm not too sure. I don't... I, I don't think things are well between he and Benji Marshall. How much of a say does Shane Richardson give Benji Marshall on that appointment going forward? Uh, he needs to get his feet under the desk and work out whether Scott Fulton's actually actually the right man for the job and can that relationship work? Because just because there's a differing of opinions doesn't mean it can't be beneficial for the, for the West Tigers to have two different sounding boards in regards to what their roster should look like. But if that becomes toxic, which it has in the past, they're going to have mm. to make a decision. Is it Benji Marshall or is it Scott Fulton? And I, and I get the feeling that Benji Marshall is going to win that war. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the rumblings around Scott Fulton with other clubs being linked here, there and everywhere. Now, he's brought Latu Fainu to the club. He's obviously had a differing of opinion. He tried to get Jack Cogger to the, to the West Tigers. And to be fair, when, when it happened, Jack Cogger hadn't done what he had done at Penrith. And you know, in hindsight, it would have been fantastic for the Tigers to assign Jack Cogger. But that's not what Benji Marshall wanted. And mm. if one thing's for sure, Benji Marshall will get what he wants. Uh, they're, they're, mm. They are too heavily invested in Benji Marshall. They have thrown everything at him to make sure that this works. And if they don't make it work, it's just another egg on their face. And I, I don't think they'll allow Benji Marshall the, the, an excuse there to say, I don't get what I want, because he will, he will get what he wants, roster-wise, staff-wise. And so if he can't make it work with Scott Fulton, I wouldn't be surprised if that, that relationship was to cease in the coming months. Will Benji Marshall get Jerome Luai or Adam Fenua Blake? Like, what impact is this going to have on player recruitment, Michael? Uh, look, Benji, Benji, and Justin Pascoe were the ones leading the negotiations for Jerome Luai. Uh, Scott Fulton's been doing the negotiations for Adam Fenua Blake. It's a, I guess, it, the relationships there with those parties is what's lent itself to really an unorthodox approach, where you don't have one person doing the negotiations. Scott Fulton's mm. close to. Fenua Blake camp. He's obviously close to Fenua Blake having spent time with him at Manly and Jerome Luai, his idol is Benji Marshall growing up. So they've used those relationships and to their advantage. Uh, I don't think it'll affect the Fenua Blake deal at all. Will it affect Jerome Luai? Possibly. Uh, I think Justin's been working behind the scenes to make sure that deal gets done and Jerome gets what he wants. But yeah, I, I don't think that will decide it. I, I think the decision will come I don't think he stays at Penrith, to be honest, Jimmy. I think he leaves. I think the money's going to be far too great. It'll be whether or not the Bulldogs come to the party with an offer that's going to be competitive with the West Tigers. I think I think the Bulldogs are planning to go all in on Jerome Luai. And given the fact that we know that Stephen Crichton, Seraldo, Viliami Kikau, Matt Burton, all these guys that he's grown up with are at the club. Mm. I think if the offers are the same, he's going to find it hard to turn down the Bulldogs. So it's all to me to... to, to to be blunt, I think what the Bulldogs offer is going to determine the future of Jerome Moore. Get your crystal ball out, Michael, in 12 months' time, in six months' time, 12 months' time. Can you offer a, a glimmer of hope to West Tigers fans? I, I, I thought last year was a glimmer of hope, to be honest with you. I thought the purchases were 
were quite decent. I think Api Coruscant's been huge for them. Now, they didn't get the results, but I, if the young guys coming through, Stefano's taking the next step. Obviously, guys like Pole and um, Matamua, these young guys coming through, there's obviously high hopes on Latu Fainu and, and Samuela Fainu. I think the roster's quite decent. I, I really do. And if Benji can get them playing in a way that's uh, plays to their strengths, I, I can see the Tigers making a charge up towards that. Yeah, I'm not saying they're playing finals football, but they can be around that 9-12 to 12 this year, which, given their history, is a big effort. And if you get to 9-12 to 12 next year, uh, in 24, then we're talking finals football in 2025. Given what they've been through, Tigers fans would rejoice with that, op- with that opportunity. I-, I think they've got a real decent roster. I don't know what you think, Jimmy, but I, I think there are the pieces there. I think their forward pack is quite decent. They need to build on their back line. And they need to hope mm. that these young guys they've invested in in the halves come good. But uh, that forward pack, and then with, with Api Coruscant as their leader, uh, I'm, I'd be happy with that if I'm a Tigers fan. Yeah, enormous pressure on Latu Fainu and Jaden Sullivan, I would suggest. Uh, and it's going to be a very interesting watch now that there's been massive change off the field as well. Michael, fantastic to chat, mate. Really appreciate it. I think it's the first time for you on the afternoon's program. We really appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and, and, and thank you. No worries, Jimmy. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you having me. Michael Chamis there from the Sydney Morning Herald. So um, we've been inundated by text messages already. So keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. As we said, a historic day in the history of the West Tigers Club. Michael Chamis has helped unpack all of that. Review commissioned by the board has led to the sacking of the board that commissioned it. It is quite unique. Those four people on the West Tigers board that also are part of the Holman's Barnes Group board, Tony Andriacchio, Dennis Burgess, Julie Romero and Rick Wade. They are 60% owners. They are represented by Dave Gilbert. The 10% ownership of the Balmain Tigers is represented by former board member Danny Stapleton. The 30% of the West Magpies, they're yet to nominate who their representative will be on the board. And former New South Wales Premier Barry O'Farrell will be the interim chair. Shane Richardson is the interim CEO. Lots of questions still to be answered. And we'll answer all of your questions that you want to send through via the text line as well. 0457 736 736. All right, let's get ourselves to a break and then we'll back with more. Stick around.